resources are a premium at any startup, right? So, and the best utilization of the resources is on the product development, sales, and customer success because that's that really directly helps in the company growth. The G&A of which finance is a part is a cost center, but a very important part in the plays a very important part in the success of the company. That said, the smaller the G&A footprint, the better is for the company as it can invest more resources in the profit center. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Backbone, a podcast exploring the journey of finance and operations within tech companies. I'm your host, Shabam Data, at Shabam on Twitter. If this is your first episode, welcome, and thanks for checking it out. For those returning listeners, I'm so glad you're here. I hope that you've subscribed, rated, and reviewed the show on whichever platform you're hearing this now. It would mean so much to me and help spread the stories of these amazing finance leaders we feature on The Backbone. Joining me on this episode of The Backbone is Srikant Nayak, CFO at GroupBuy, a data-driven e-commerce solution provider designed to transform the online experience for medium to large-sized e-commerce sites. Srikant joined GroupBuy as Senior Director of Finance in 2015 and over the last five years has played a major role in GroupBuy's growth. Taking full charge of GroupBuy's accounting and finance function, from the get-go, he has navigated the cash flow of a bootstrapped, growing SaaS enterprise through acquisition and private equity rounds. Recognizing his contribution, he was elevated to the CFO role in June of 2018. Srikanth has more than 20 years of progressive and senior leadership experience in operational finance, gained through working in diverse sectors such as technology, healthcare, construction, and real estate in Canada, India, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE. Srikanth is a CPACA from Ontario and is a chartered accountant from India. And so without further ado, here's Srikanth Nayak, CFO at Groupi. Thanks for joining me on The Backbone. How's it going? Hey Shivam, thank you so much for inviting me on The Backbone podcast. So far so good. How about you? Great. Well, why don't we get to show on the road here? You started your career in India and since then have held progressive roles in various companies in India and Dubai before taking on your current gig at GroupBuy, where you're now the CFO. Could you walk me through your career journey that led you to your role today and how it all started for you? Well, my career uh, spans a little over 25 years, so quite a lot to talk about. I never really planned my career. I just put some guardrails and have been really fortunate the way it has unfolded so far for me. When I joined my undergrad in the university, I'd seen many of my seniors uh, and friends take on the CA course. And most of them focused on the training experience, but struggled in clearing the CA finals. So when I decided to take on the CA course, I was very clear in my mind that the qualification is more important. As anyhow, residing in a small town at that time, and there no big force there. Uh, I joined a small firm basically to focus on my exams uh, at that time. However, six months into my training, this firm landed an assignment for a concurrent internal audit with a manufacturing company. This company had to buy its raw materials during a small seasonal window and the prices uh, would fluctuate drastically during 
the daily trading session. And the management of that manufacturing company had to adjust the procurement prices multiple times in the day. Now my CA firm's uh, partner assigned this audit to me, which uh, sort of gave me a great insight into real-time business decision-making strategies. And also this experience gave rise to my first guardrail, which was I was clear that I wanted to be in operational finance and not into auditing or, or consulting. Well, I cleared my intermediate exams and on completion of my two years of uh, training with that CA firm, I applied for internships with a couple of uh, public companies. Got selected by Tata Lexi, uh, which, is into, which is a hardware and software solutions provider, and then Bangalore, now Bengaluru, India, to continue my training as an industrial trainee. Um, I was very fortunate to have landed that position as that again reinforced my love for operational finance as you know that's where the action is and I like to be in the thick of action and, and make things happen. My training at Tata Lexi, I also passed my CA final exam and then got absorbed in, in Tata Lexi's finance department. I was responsible for the financial sign off for all customer orders of the company. I was also responsible for the budgeting and the MIS. Now here, I learned the importance of creative out-of-box thinking and real hard work. I firsthand experienced how finance can be a partner for the operations and not just a facilitator or a record keeper and enforcer, because I was exposed to the critical role of finance in structuring the success of the company by helping all departments, for example, I would be assisting the sales department in structuring payment terms to close the deal. I would be supporting procurement with creative vendor payment arrangements so that the supply chain was not affected due to our cash flow issues. And then just with an astute cash flow management, we were supporting the business in achieving its goals, right? So this experience mm -hmm. made me realize the importance of the big picture early on in my career and, and gave me immense confidence which has so far helped me. By the late 90s, the lure of the petrodollars sort of took me to the Middle East, where I worked in the healthcare and construction sectors in Riyadh, Abu Dhabi, and Dubai. <clears throat> in Riyadh, the finance head tasked me with the selection and implementation of an ERP system across five group companies. Now, this group company is where into construction, hospital management, medical trading supplies, the family medical clinic, and then the owner's family office. So in a very short time, I had to basically understand the business, the financial and bookkeeping requirements of all these companies, find an ERP that in, in Saudi Arabia that could satisfy all our requirements, procure it, and then get it implemented across all these companies by getting buy-ins from various stakeholders. Then in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, the construction company was a new setup, being a joint venture with a foreign multinational. So I basically had to set up the complete finance function there, including the banking relations. I was new to the country, but had to do all that. And then the group I worked for also invested into different businesses across the Middle East. I had the privilege to be part of those due diligence and also the investment decisions. 
And these investments range from, from a restaurant chain in Kuwait, and then we invested into a medical supplies trading in, in UAE, and also into a consumer electronic goods in Syria. And then in 2006, I and my young family immigrated to Canada. At that time, my daughter was about six years old and my son was two. Luckily, landed a job as VP Finance with Unit Park in Toronto within two months of my being here. Now, Unit Park owned and managed parking lots in GTA and the portfolio included the parking operations for Queen's Park and other government buildings. Well, settling down in this country, I got comfortable with the job and I was able to give time to my family. But then uh, as the kids grew up and life started getting into a routine, felt the need to change. And that was where I motivated myself to complete my Canadian CPA. And on completion of CPA, I wanted to get back into the tech industry as that's where I started with Tata Lexi. Fortunately for me, got uh, introduced to Roland Gossage, the CEO of Group Buy, and then joined them as a Senior Director of Finance in September 2015. Um, I was promoted as VP Finance in 2016 and then took over the CFO role in May 2018. So, so far, this has been my best job as I've seen Group Buy grow substantially into a profitable operation and I've had some real major impacts in the growth story. We have great wow. and hopefully we'll be successful on executing them. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for uh, providing that overview. That's super helpful. What I was hoping to do next is as you were uh, starting to talk about Group Buy, just to set the stage, uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what is Group Buy, what the company does and what it's all about. Group Buy creates uh, data-driven e-commerce solutions. Uh, designed to transform the online experience. So we basically empower many of the world's uh, leading e-commerce sites to drive more traffic, boost order values, and increase conversion and revenues. Our solution provides industry-leading features for search, navigation, merchandising, personalization, SEO, and instant reach autocomplete, all driven by uh, better product data. Dubai was uh, incorporated in late 2012 and started operations from 2013. And we launched our SaaS offering in 2015 and have grown substantially since then. In 2017, Dubai acquired the Edge Case, a company out of Austin, which was into data curation and, and enrichment. And this data enrichment uh, is part of our uh, integrated suite now. Uh, Group by has been very capital conscious from the beginning, and we managed with the uh, bootstrapping and angel funding till about 2018 when we raised our first equity round with a PE firm, mm -hmm. and then followed it up with a second tranche in 2019 last year. Unprecedented times with e-commerce uh, channel, the only open channel for business for many sectors. We are experiencing Black Friday levels of cap capacity utilization right now. And we believe post-COVID, more businesses will move to the e-commerce space. And, and we're looking forward to help these companies. 
And you, you started to touch on this a little bit in that overview, but since joining Group Buy, you've helped the company raise over $15 million in venture capital and completed an acquisition that you were talking about. So what are some of the biggest learnings for you from raising venture capital and acquiring a company? Mm, great question. Thanks for asking that. Your question is broken into two parts. So I'll first take the second part, which is the learnings from the acquisition. And my biggest learning from acquiring a company is you don't need money to buy a company. And honestly, that's been my experience. It was different in the Middle East where we had to come up with money to buy companies. But here, my experience was totally different. Because in 2017, we were managing our operations with a little bit of angel investment, small debt and cash flow generated through operations. And then we came across uh, this amazing opportunity to acquire this company out of it. Now, this company had raised substantial equity, had developed a great product, but did not have the sales capability and, and we're sort of running out of cash. When we met them, we, we saw the synergies between our companies were immense. And then we pitched to the company, the employees and the investors as how one plus one can be three if we become one entity. The employees in the company management believed in group buy and the investors uh, wanted a good outcome for the product and the team. And though the investors had other richer cash only offers, the investors chose our offer as we pitched for the continuity for the product and the team. And it was a very successful acquisition as it gave us an edge in the market with data enrichment capabilities, you know, to strengthen our search capabilities. So that was my experience on the acquisition. And then the second part of the question, the first part was the my biggest learning from raising VC. The biggest learning there is that before you start the exercise of raising funds, you need to be clear in your mind as to the outcome you want. And then you have to be fully prepared. At GroupBuy, we understood the importance of planning for the long term. And that was true with the accounting function also. So we invested into an ERP right at the beginning and we, and we took advantage of that because when our business grew in the United States, we were able to plug in a sales tax software service to our ERP to ensure we are in uh, compliance with the U.S. sales tax. We also got our financial statements uh, reviewed in 2016 and then from 2017, we went for audited statements, though there was no requirement or mandatory requirement for us to do that. We're also very clear on what we're looking for in our investors from, from business involvement to valuation. Uh, we're basically looking for strategic investors who could guide us strategically at the board level and leave the day-to-day -day functioning to us. Uh, and we also had a fair and uh, reasonable valuation in mind. So in early 2018, when we finally decided to raise equity, we first uh, built a complete data room. And then we built a story and had all the data points to substantiate our story. We then invested time in meeting and evaluating the investors to ensure uh, they were the right choice. Once we did that exercise and shortlisted the investor, we shared the data room. And as all the information was readily available, the due diligence by the investor was completed in record time with the least distraction to a regular business. I have a lean team, so I couldn't afford too much time away from business to take care of this, but we could manage that because all the data was already there from before. And then one of the biggest compliments received by us during this exercise was the clean state of our books and the audited statements. 
which gave our data so much credibility that the complete process was completed in about 60 days, including the funds in our bank. So that was my learning from my VC experience. Be prepared. Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. And getting that uh, all done and money in the bank within 60 days is definitely uh, something that's quick and least distraction to the business. That's always a concern when going through a capital raise. So thanks for sharing that. When we spoke earlier to prepare for this episode, you mentioned that the finance function, while important, is at the end of the day, a cost center within a company. And so how do you manage to keep your team lean, which you talked about? And also, when you think about building the finance function, what factors do you consider? Let me take the first part uh, first. Uh, so yeah, resources are a premium at any startup, right? So and the best utilization of the resources is on the product development, sales and customer success, because that's that really directly helps in the company growth. The G&A of which finance is a part is a cost center, but a very important part in the, plays a very important part in the success of the company. That said, the smaller the G&A footprint, the better it is for the company as it can invest more resources in the profit centers, right? Also, as finance is instrumental in budgeting and ROI analysis, I believe we should walk the talk first and ensure we do our own ROI first. So with this mantra in mind, I always look at cost efficiencies in my department and investment in technology and processes enables uh, to keep your team lean and efficient and also eliminate critical errors. The time required for month and close and financial reporting is, is substantially reduced if you invest in the right technology. I'd just like, like to give you a few simple things that we have adopted at Brubai to keep the finance and accounting function lean. They're pretty basic, but you know sometimes the basics are what, what is essential, right? For example, we structure multi-year contracts and with annual payments and encourage uh, customer payments through direct deposit into our account. So this eases our invoicing and AR function. We also do not issue checks for payment. All payments are done through our corporate credit card or through an ACH or EFT to the vendor account. We, en- we strictly enforce two payment runs a month, so it has to be there of one of them. And then as our ERP is linked to our CRM, all the customer invoices are created when the sales opportunity is updated in the CRM. We also have our uh, employee expense reimbursement linked to our accounting software. So once the expenses are approved, it gets posted directly into the books. And last but not the least, I would say when we build any processes or models, we ensure that they are scalable. That that goes from my budgeting models to my accounting reconciliations and all that. Uh, now to your second part, which is building the finance model, yeah. right? Uh, as a growth stage startup, when it comes to building my team, I'm a firm believer in cross-training. Uh, Any person in my team should be an all-rounder and able to take on their colleagues' work in their absence. And and this is true for me also. So as I run a lean team many a times, I have pulled up my sleeves and jumped in as required. Does that... Definitely. And the last question here before we jump into our quickfire round, and that is, what is the biggest misconception about the finance function within growth stage software companies like Groupi? Very good question. Uh, And pretty close to me. So the biggest misconception as per me 
is that the finance function role is to raise funds. My opinion is raising funds is only one of the functions. Managing the funds efficiently is the biggest role of finance within growth stage companies. You have to ensure the right amount of capital is raised at the right time, at the right valuations so that all stakeholders benefit. And the finance function has to play the role of a business advisor to the management in building a profitable business with the most efficient mix of debt and equity for a sustained growth. At Group by we strongly believe in building a profitable business, and I'm proud to say that we have been successful mm-hmm. in doing that. What I'd like to do now is jump into our quickfire round, and the way this works is I'll ask you a few questions, and you have 10 to 15 seconds to respond to each. How does that sound? Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, what is your go-to online resource for all things finance-related? Quite a few, actually. I'll just name a few. I usually check TechCrunch for uh, mm-hmm. the industry news. And then uh, for entrepreneurs.com for all metrics related information. Yeah, both great resources. What's your favorite productivity hack? That would be my to-do list. And uh, what's one thing you don't leave the office before finishing? Or I guess in this world, one, one thing you don't leave your desk before finishing? It goes back to my productivity hack, uh, my to-do list. So I ensure my top two to three to-do things for the day are right. complete. You know, the finance usually you end up having a list and then so many things get added to it during the course of the day, but then I still ensure I have the top yeah. two or three done. Uh, what's one jargon that makes you cringe? Uh, I would say best practices, as it's only best till right. it's improved further. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I'm guilty of using that in, in some of my questions. <laughs> Everybody uses that, right? It's, it's a standard uh, jargon. But it's best to exactly. Do, so. That's a good one. What's the best advice you've received so far in your career? Oh, that's easy. It's uh, worrying never solves any problem, and and I live mm. by it. That's uh, definitely good advice. Hard to implement sometimes, but uh, good advice uh, for sure. Yeah, but if you make it part of your life, it's it's yeah, life becomes fair crazy. enough. Well, Srikant, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, episode. Really enjoyed our conversation, learning a bit more about Group Buy, what it's about, how Group Buy has managed to keep a lean finance organization, but still having you know raised some capital and even acquired a company, and and the process uh, that you went through to do that efficiently and. Lean team that you've set up. So, really enjoyed this conversation and thanks again for the time. Great. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure and hope yeah, it definitely. was helpful. Until next time, take care. Bye. Right. Thanks. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of The Backbone. What a great conversation with Srikant Nayak, CFO at Group Buy. Check out some of the other awesome finance leaders featured on The Backbone from companies like Ecobee, Wealthsimple, League, and many more. Thank you for listening all the way through and joining me on this journey inside finance at a tech company. Until next time, take care.